0: I'm Dave, and I'm Mandy, and welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. So today, we're going to be uh, doing a topic that uh, I'm sure a lot of you have been looking forward to uh, for some time. Uh, For a lot of uh, a lot of people, especially a lot of brides out there, I think this is one of the bigger aspects. You know, with both the menu and the cake, we were talking about. You know, where do you rank these things as far as importance on the wedding day? Uh, I think a lot of brides tend to, to rank this one a lot higher uh, than, than most other things. And that is picking out a wedding dress. So, as I'm sure you'd expect, I'll be doing most of the talking on this one. Uh, the dress, uh, you know, needs to look pretty nice. Uh, no, this will be much more of me interviewing Mandy. Because uh, this is one of those things I, I know... Um, After we got engaged and we started doing wedding planning, um, Mandy would ask me about what I thought about wedding dresses. and I mean, I was always happy to say that looks nice or, you know, I don't know about that. But it it was really one of those kind of similar to the cake in that, like, I don't have much of an opinion uh, because... I don't have to wear the dress.
1: Well, uh, I think you have one basic opinion. Whatever I wear, you want me to look nice. Yeah,
0: and, and whatever... I think you looking nice comes down much more... It's less of an objective thing that I could really weigh in on a lot. Uh, and more of a subjective thing. Uh, about what you want your wedding dress to look like. So this is one of those where, you know, I didn't want to be the <laughs> the jerk fiancé. It was like, oh, I don't know, I don't care. Uh, but at the same time, like, I'm good with it if you're good with it. Uh, this is, you know, that that's not true of every aspect of the wedding. But it's uh, on the dress especially, like, I'm not wearing it. Um, and being a guy, I don't have a lot of a uh, very detailed opinions on dresses. I I can tell you, I think that dress looks nice, or I think that dress looks ugly. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much that that that's the upward limit. Uh, and beyond that, I I can't really tell you much. Uh, so yeah, this is one that. Again, I wasn't, you know, blowing you off or anything, but there was a limit to how much help I could be in your search for a wedding Well, dress. I think,
1: like, well, yeah, when I showed you options, it was just more like me bouncing ideas off yeah. of someone, off of another human being. Because there is, I think at least for me, it was like one of my first thoughts of, you know, wow, what am I going to wear for the wedding? like. <laughs> Do I want a wedding dress? Do I want to go non-traditional? There's a lot of narrowing down of thought process involved with picking your wedding dress.
0: Well, and so let's get into that. Uh, Actually, real quick, though, uh, just because I don't know if we ever talked about this. So, podcast exclusive. uh, What is a non-traditional option?
1: Different color. Um, Oh, so just not a white dress. Not a white dress. They have pantsuits. Oof. That you can wear, which I mean, depending, but again, depending on like what stage you are or your body type, like some women look very nice yeah, in pants. Yeah, suits. I, I don't, I'm much too short for pants. <laughs> suits. So but. that would have not been an option for me, but they do have other things out there because not everyone is comfortable in these big, formal, fancy dresses. Mm. So there's a couple different things to think about, like. What am I going to be comfortable in versus what do I want to look like in my dress?
0: Well, I guess, yeah, that, that leads us to, you know, if, you know for the, the interview part of the, the episode here. Yeah, we, I proposed, we started planning the wedding. The topic, you know, in your mind, the topic of what to wear came up. So right off the bat, I guess, what were you looking for in a wedding dress, kind of on that first pass?
1: And I think, honestly, through the first pass, I didn't know. I knew that I did want a dress of some form. Mm -hmm. I was not certain if I wanted to go with a color or a Mm -hmm. white dress. That was something that I mulled around for a while. And I knew the things that I didn't like. So I guess I kind of started with types of dresses that I knew right off the bat that I either would be too uncomfortable for me, wouldn't look flattering on me, or would have just been way too cumbersome.
0: Hmm. Well, and, and I guess, and, and spoiler, we had talked about this in prepping for the show, <laughs> obviously the type of wedding dress that, that you're going to prefer is entirely subjective, so I mean to to our our listeners out there who uh are are themselves getting married um you know it's it's really what you want
1: oh well it's very it's very personal to the bride oh yeah i mean and it also depends on tastes body types Mm -hmm. i mean there's just a lot of factors going into it and that doesn't necessarily mean that i didn't like a certain dress i just didn't like it on me yeah Like, I would not have chose it for myself.
0: And so with that being said, I guess, what were some of the things you knew you didn't want?
1: I knew that for as beautiful as it looks, I did not want a long sweeping train. Mm -hmm. It looks great in photos. It's beautiful. There's certain ones that you can bunch up to Mm -hmm. the dress so that they're not dragging behind you the whole night. A lot of the more retro style Ones that I looked at, like, Is that, what does that mean? Well, I guess when I say retro, I should specify. I mean, like, modernized after, like, or modeled rather after the twenties, thirties. Mm-hmm. And those trains, they were beautiful satin gowns, very straight, that had awesome trains coming off the back. They didn't hitch up. Mm-hmm. There was no way to hitch it up.
0: Which, uh, yes, I guess that's. You go with that for the look. But then there's that whole practical side of once the pictures are taken, you gotta spend the evening in that thing.
1: Well, I think in more well, actually, what I thought about was so basically now I have to buy two dresses because there's mm-hmm. no way that I can walk around with that long flowing train all night. But I also want to have it for the pictures and to walk down the aisle. This so,
0: might this might be way too much of a guy question, but don't they just make them detachable? Like some. Could, Connect with Velcro or something?
1: I don't know. None of them connect with Velcro. (laughs) But, um, like, there are ways that they do come off. But I'm saying on these particular types of dresses, they did not. Like, I'll see if I can find a picture to post about what I'm talking about. So, to me, then, it's like, well, now I need a second dress for the reception. (laughs) Which is fine. I mean, a lot of people do that. And I actually...
0: They just do a quick change?
1: Yeah, it's just a quick change, and then you're out of your more formal dress, which can be binding or hard to move in, and you're in the reception dress. Honestly, I kind of wanted to spend the whole evening in the wedding dress. Yeah. I don't plan on ever wearing this dress again. I want to get my full night out (laughs) of it. So I was looking for something that kind of could be practical as well, Mm -hmm. or at least to a point. So, the second dress that I knew I didn't want is a big wide skirt.
0: Okay.
1: Like the Cinderella dress. Yeah, where
0: it gets real poofy at the waist.
1: And they're beautiful. But again, I'm very short. So, when you put me in those style dresses, I can kind of just look like a little bell that's walking (laughs) around. And I don't particularly like that kind of look. And again, I've seen them on other people and they're gorgeous. Mm. For me... I don't feel I look like the Disney princess in them. Mm. I feel like I'm just not built for that kind of dress. Yeah. So, and I knew for as much as I love them, I knew I did not want to go with a mermaid style dress.
0: Okay, that's that's the one where it gets poofy like at the knees? Right,
1: it's tight around the butt and the thighs and then it flares out at the knees giving you kind of like the mermaid fish tail. Yeah, like, tail like the tail. Right and they I love them I think you'd look good in them they are so constricting it's so hard to move around in those and now I know girls that have they just loved them Mm -hmm. and they were they were gonna wear them they were gonna wear them all night and movement becomes it it is what it is so and
0: again not super familiar with dresses like there's no give in that in the length of the dress from like the waist to the knee not a lot. Like, they don't make that out of, like, nylon or something, no. so it all move? No, no, no. So you gotta, like, basically shuffle around it with little steps.
1: Kind of. I've, it's sort of like the Peggy Bundy walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ew.
1: But, I mean, a lot of people put up with it, and they mm. do the best they can with it, and some girls, I'm sure, maneuver in them just fine.
0: Well, no, because, I, I mean, I, I've seen... You know, pictures of those and people wearing those, they're they're very nice looking. Yeah. I just, I guess I've never put much thought into (laughs) how you actually have to move in those.
1: Functionality. You ladies have
0: a rough time. Uh, You know, guys, we just have to deal with suit pants and they're super comfortable.
1: Hence why there's a pantsuit. Because there is a pantsuit option. Again, I don't think I look very flattering in a pantsuit, but... There are nice wedding pantsuits out there, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be my thing, but maybe for, like, someone that could pull that look off, yeah. I'm sure it would look great. So... So, other
0: stuff, then, that you did not like, or did not want out of a wedding dress?
1: I was trying to avoid a deep plunge back, which proved to be trickier
0: yeah, to like, a certain extent. explain more.
1: When the dress dips down to, like... Right yet yeah, your lower back, that's where it comes together. Oh, So, so your whole back, either it's open. that or an open back, mm-hmm. anything like that, I was trying to sort of avoid. Mm-hmm. One, because it's going to be cold. Yeah. And I know like a back to a formal dress isn't much, but that's exposed skin. <laughs> <laughs> so any layer over that becomes a plus. And two, I did not want to buy the... Undergarments that I would have had to to wear an open yeah because you,
0: you can't wear like a normal bra or even the like
1: a strapless isn't going to help you because your back is exposed so you'll get the back strap showing through that and a regular bra obviously isn't going to work because then you have shoulder straps and a back strap most likely both of which are hanging out mm-hmm. so that's obviously not an option
0: so then you got to go with the what what you call the apparatus.
1: It looks like a medieval torture chamber device. Well, mo-
0: most most women's clothing looks like a medieval torture device.
1: No, some of it's good. These, and I'm, I've never had to wear them, so I don't know, I can't attest to how great they are. If someone's had a really good experience with them, and they're not as uncomfortable as you say, let me know. I would love to know. Mm. But I have heard a few people say that they're extremely uncomfortable. It's basically a strapless, backless bra. So it's two cups, you put one under each bra, and you cinch them together.
0: And so what, like... It's
1: like a silicone, But, like, what
0: holds it up?
1: It sticks to your, your boot. Yeah, yeah,
0: but, like, is, is it solid?
1: It's, it's kind of like a rubber...
0: A wearable rubber. I apologize to all of our female listeners who are like, well, we know what she's talking about. Stop asking about it. But, like, th- th- this is partially a learning experience for me here.
1: I mean, then you also get into where some girls choose to use tape. Mm-hmm. And you sort of just tape them up, tape the dress to you. It's, and I believe it does work. I don't have the figure mm-hmm. that I would be comfortable taping myself. So it would be really the strapless bra, strapless well, completely. Bra.
0: And then, but like our friend Shannon, she's getting her her the the actually support of the the bra like sewn into the dress,
1: and which I is, thought was a neat idea. That is an option um, for me. I don't know how that would work out.
0: Mm. Now, is that based on on just again, it's based on my body, your body, not. Or, I was going to say, or is it based on the type of dress?
1: No, it's not based on the dress at all. Okay. And that can, that's an easy solution to a lot of girls. For my body type, that's not what I would go with. I would look more flattering with some type of brizier mm. underneath. So, that was one of the things that, and a lot of them I liked, and then I looked at, and they had that deep back line, so I kind of rolled them out. Mm. So, that was a factor.
0: Okay. Uh, Anything else that you knew right off the bat you did not want? No. Okay. So then let's flip that and let's go to the positive. Anything right off the bat you knew you did want?
1: Well, I wanted something that was more straight skirted. Mm -hmm. I wanted something possibly with a higher waistband. Okay. So not like right on my waist, but the higher up where it meets underneath your breasts. So I knew I liked that look. And I was trying to find something that was not made of super thin material, mm-hmm. being it's November. So, like, I knew that I wanted to go maybe, like, lace okay. or something to that effect. Something thicker than just satin.
0: Now, again, was that entirely a... Based on the time, you know, because we're getting married in November... Uh, or would would you have wanted that? I guess no matter what time of year.
1: Originally, it was because of the weather. Because mm-hmm. like if it, we were getting married in the heat of summer, I probably would have picked a more lightweight material. Mm-hmm. So that's what drew me to it. But I ended up really liking it. So then it became something that I just was like, no, I'm looking at lace ones, and I I really like those. All right. So. It was more like trial and error. I signed up for the David's Bridal website just as, like, someplace that's a starting point. It's a name I know. I've gotten bridesmaid dresses there before. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started to use that as deciding factors and, Mm -hmm. like, to give me ideas, I guess. So I signed up for that, and... Ladies, let me tell you, if you sign up for that, they are going to send you a lot of emails. (laughs) Some of them are very helpful, but they are going to send you a lot of emails. Well,
0: they're fishing for business. Right. They they want to put as many things in front of you as possible, hoping that one of them is the one you want.
1: And for me, it was convenient because I would just look at them when I had spare time, like train commuting or something random like that, and just go through a handful of them and say, oh, that one's nice, or oh, that's really ugly. At least... I thought so. Well, and again, it's it's, so, subjective. it's subjective. It's
0: what you know. Everybody's got different tastes. Those tastes aren't right or wrong. It's just that's what you want. It's right. your wedding dress. So
1: exactly, yeah. this is something that, like I know we've went into before, how we're inviting friends, special people, loved ones, everyone to this thing. So some of the planning is, well, let's make them have a good time too. Mm-hmm. The dress is that's entirely you. all about me. Yeah. So that's something that i could be very selfish with and say no i'm going to wear what i want to wear well, and I, it doesn't affect anybody else
0: i guess then that you know that kind of leads into the the, the, the next big you know thing to consider is we we've, we've been we've been starting a theme in the last couple of episodes of kind of ranking you know what's most important in, in different aspects of the wedding, which aspects of the wedding are, are more important, and then within that, what's important. Here with the wedding dress, you know, the, you can kind of break it out into different factors of, again, like the weight of the material compared to, you know, matching with the time of year, the general look of the dress... And then, of course, the thing we really haven't gotten into, which is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is the price. So I guess for you, in, in that initial period, what factor was most important to you?
1: I would honestly have to say price. Okay. It was definitely a factor. And again, it's not that I was trying to be extremely frugal with it, but I did kind of take... A financial standpoint of i want the, i want to love this dress mm. i want to look wonderful in this dress i don't want to spend thousands of dollars on this dress
0: and again those dresses are out there some you can, of them can you be. can spend fifteen thousand dollars on a wedding dress
1: some of them can't and again if that's in your budget if that's something that you've planned for good for you or if you know you can swing it, and you're spending unlimited on every aspect of the wedding because you have a huge budget. That's awesome, and then it doesn't become a factor. But I have noticed, or at least I believe it to be a um, more recent trend, of I think ladies in general are spending a lot less on their wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. I think there's markets out there that are available to us now to where we don't have to spend $2,000 as a minimum on a dress anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, as you were kind of looking around at stuff, and I'm looking over your shoulder, I think, yeah, and I forget who, but somebody had told us that it was sort of a growing trend out there that brides were looking for uh, cheap, cheap wedding dresses. And again, not necessarily cheap in, in quality, but definitely cheap in price, because there's been this push uh, or this idea of, hey, this is a dress that I'm going to wear once. And if I ever wear it a second time, I'm either asking for bad luck at my second wedding or Or, I've gone crazy. I was going
1: to say, or you're Mrs. Havisham.
0: (laughs) But so like, you know, for a dress that ideally, you're only ever going to wear once. And if you if you go with the like old old school tradition of then using the dress I think to make like the christening outfit for the kid.
1: There are there is a tradition out there where you can use it to make your christening outfits. Some women if they have a dress that would be considered timeless, some women put them up for future generations to use or they've even been using A passed-down, awesome family heirloom dress.
0: Yeah, but again, that's assuming that every generation of women in your family is going to have generally the same body type, which, depending on who you have kids with, there's no guarantee. Well,
1: I'm sure it works differently in every scenario, but I know there are cases out there where the wedding dress has been handed down from Mm -hmm. great-grandma to grandma to grandma to mom, and so so on and so forth. So... I don't have that as an option. I think at one point you kind of asked about my grandma's wedding dress, and I chuckled a little bit because it was short and pink. Well, didn't she say it
0: was like a prom dress?
1: It may have been a prom dress. I mean, my grandma was married in 1961, so. Yeah. Groovy. Right. Lots of color, lots going on there. So, and then the other women in my family were married in the 80s. So we're talking big Ooh. sweetheart necklines and poofy shoulder pads, nice. uh, I love the '80s. I love to go to '80s parties and dress up like it's the '80s. Yeah, because it's goofy. There, there's no heirloom in the 1980s <laughs> wedding dress. Yeah, no, that's
0: that, that that's that's a rough group of options. Yeah, it's there. It's rough. Uh, so yeah, so I, I mean, so yeah, with this kind of trend in in you know brides looking for again i don't want to i don't want to use the word cheap because it's not you know again it's not chintzy it's just you know paying a a normal amount what you would pay for any dress for a wedding dress because again you're going to wear it once and then you're either going to you know chop it up throw it away or Put It in mothballs up in the attic.
1: Well, some people have a wrecked the dress party, mm-hmm. those can be fun.
0: <laughs> Think you have to paintball range.
1: I've seen a paintball, I've seen um, mudden mm-hmm. on four wheelers. That's fun. where she's right, seems like a lot of fun, but I'm not sure I want to destroy my wedding dress, so yeah, well, that's
0: fair. Uh, that's so- a,
1: that's a t- TBD, on that.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, like I mean, I, I appreciate that that trend because again it does make sense. Like the dress should look nice. The dress should, you know, hold up. But ultimately the dress should be treated almost almost as disposable. Because again, when are you ever gonna wear it again? Well
1: honestly I think it should be treated like really it's even more special than a formal dress. Mm-hmm. Because at some points I I can reuse formal dresses. Yeah. I can There's dresses that I've bought to go to banquets and such with you that at some point I can recycle depending on the circumstances. A wedding dress, I can't just show up to a banquet with you wearing a wedding dress. I mean,
0: you can, but you're going to have to have like three cats in your purse and, you know, screaming about the government or something like that.
1: Oh, that would go over lovely at one of your banquets.
0: Don't forget, it's the government.
1: But, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's special, but not highly sought after to be reused yeah so I think that stores brick-and-mortar stores are responding to what's become a trend and I think a lot of people's lives these days online shopping hmm there's options to where, David's Bridal for example I could have bought a dress right off that mm-hmm I logged in found something I liked and then I'm sure taking it to one of the local brick and mortar stores and gotten it tailored or even went with my own tailor so and by the way I did look at Amazon for wedding dresses it's a thing Mm -hmm. they have from what online looks like not that bad of a selection they're cheap in price they look nice I can't attest for what they look like when they come because I did not end up getting one physically sent to me so me I have good things positive things about Amazon
0: well I know you've gotten some nice dresses and clothing off of Amazon
1: I have dress shopped on off Amazon in the past and it's gone very very well for me but then you see sometimes those horror stories of I ordered this dress it came in it's pink and it's made of I don't know some shiny horrible material <laughs> I'm not a seamstress so I don't know the name of it but yeah. a shiny polyester dress maybe mm-hmm that is blue instead of the white you ordered for some random reason. So, you do kind of take that into account with do you, don't you? But I will say their dresses were running $100, 200 and
0: that's, that's phenomenal.
1: Compared to some of the dresses that are out there, yes. So, if it's not in your budget, I honestly thought about giving it a try. Mm-hmm. I... Think that I would have had good luck with it and saved a huge chunk of money on the dress.
0: Well, and with with Amazon's return policy, again, especially on clothes, they're pretty pretty loose with accepting that they sent you something you it doesn't fit right or you don't like it. And I know in most cases they'll like they'll require that you send the dress back. Oh, right. But they'll send you out the replacement before you even send the dress. I have
1: back. had really good luck with Amazon Returns from mm-hmm. all categories of things that I've ordered. Whether it didn't fit or it just wasn't what I thought it was. They've taken them back and refunded me every time. Yeah. So, But I think as a reaction to this, brick-and-mortar stores are producing lines of dresses in which can compete yeah, with online shopping.
0: Kind of around 200 bucks. I mean, maybe
1: a little bit more.
0: Well, probably,
1: but but yeah. But in all honesty, you can try it on. Yeah. You can see how it looks on you right there. Well, and and I think some
0: of it might come come down to uh, how much time you're working with. And that's that's, that's actually another question we should get to. Um, But, like, you know, when when you had started looking... uh, We had what? Oh, pretty much a year.
1: We had a lot of time. Uh, I started looking. I, I think
0: mean, I think a little less than a year until the wedding. So like, that's when if, if you're working with that kind of time on your hands, I guess like again, hey, maybe you maybe you take a stab at two or three Amazon dresses, and if all three come back and and they're not as advertised or you don't like them. You know, you take advantage of the easy return policy, return them, and then you're still left with plenty of time to brick-and-mortar shop uh, and still have your wedding dress without really cutting it too close. And I think
1: that's why I did start early, Mm -hmm. because I thought that that might be a route that I would go. So I figured, worst-case scenario, I'll start there and see where it goes. But it was comforting to know I have the time. Yeah. Now, the problem with that then becomes I bought this dress maybe like a year ago. What if I want to lose some weight? So,
0: well, and I think that that leads to then kind of two questions is like, like, like you had said, you, you started pretty much right away looking for a dress. And, you know, there's advantages to that because, again, it gives you a, a lot of time to, to work with. But I, I guess if you had it to do over again, uh, would you still want to uh, you know start that early or are there any advantages to starting later
1: I would still start early mm. I think that per, it, my, per my body type I'm not going to fluctuate mm-hmm. that much so any dress I get I think I'm going to be okay with but I would I liked having the time zone comfort to mull over choices to go back and forth between things, you know, for days sometimes, and say, no, I have it narrowed down to this is what I want.
0: Well, because, again, that, that kind of leads to the next question is, uh, I, I you know, I'm pretty sure unless you're incredibly fortunate, with pretty much any dress you're going to get, you're going to have to have it altered. Uh, you might not have to have major alterations, but you're going to have to have it altered a little. So, to your thinking, when when is the kind of cutoff date leading up to the wedding, at which point you really have to get that thing altered?
1: In all honesty, I'm not sure. Mm. I haven't met with the tailor yet to kind of give me a rough guideline. I know that I would say maybe like six to four months prior, mm. I need to have a tailor. Yeah. I need to have someone booked in to be working on this dress, and I unfortunately don't know that whole process or how long it takes.
0: So, well, but I I think, you know, again, if you do it four to six months out, no alterations are going to take four
1: months. Well, I've been told that wedding dress alterations, they get backed up, Mm -hmm. so that you need to start early to make sure that you guarantee someone is working on your dress, and what would take maybe a couple days for a shirt at a normal tailor is... And maybe it's just much more intricate tailoring because you're not tailoring a pair of pants or a shirt. You're altering a very formal, sometimes very expensive dress. Mm. More delicate, too. Yeah, with and there are certain dresses that I believe I don't think can be altered.
0: Mm.
1: A lot of beadwork, I believe, makes it not an alterable dress. And so if that's something, you know i don't know how you would work that because you have to basically i think they would tell you you can't fluctuate any body weight between now and the wedding. Mm -hmm. you would have to almost commit to being your size like four months before the wedding which i mean i get that
0: uh because you know again this is what they specialize in this is what they do and they do get backed up because there's people getting married every weekend right um I don't know, part of me would want to say to that, like, well, for what I'm paying you to alter this dress, you will have it at what I need it to be when I need it to be there. Uh, yeah, again, I guess we'll have to, to find out about that. But I know, yeah, you, you're you looking to, you know, lock in a a tailor in the next month or two, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do have, like, a couple that people have recommended that I'd like to give a call and maybe have a consult with, but not doing that part, and I, I don't know. Mm. I genuinely don't know their timeline. Well, so that's why I want to start early enough, because it's an unknown for me, so that I do have enough time to meet whatever well, time think, restrictions they have. I think if you
0: find one you like, again, now, now meaning, you know, in the next month or two, um take the dress in let him take a look at it let him do some measurements on you and then talk to him about it of you know well i might be you know a little little slimmer in the waist um again you you don't have all that much weight to lose and i'm not saying that to brown nose here like you don't like there's (laughs) You go down, you go down yeah. two or uh, you know a significant amount. We're gonna have to like get you into the hospital. Yeah,
1: I don't fluctuate too and, much. And,
0: and force a sandwich into you. So, so uh, like, yeah, you know, you may fluctuate
1: a pound or two. Yeah,
0: you know, a few pounds between you know now and you know three months or four months out. But like again, it's not it's not a lot. I have to imagine if. If you were, you know, getting married and using your wedding as as the motivation to, to lose a significant amount of weight, then, then yeah, you know, one, you'd probably want to hold off on getting a dress at all, because if you lose enough weight for your body type to significantly change, you're going to want a different kind of dress.
1: Well, I think that that's, you know, a goal that if you're losing weight mm-hmm. or trying to lose weight, that you maybe pick certain types of dresses that you know can be altered. Yeah because you may not want to wait till you've run out of time or Mm -hmm. your time crunch now but you may want to look at it and say you know i know in four months i'm going to be down i'm going to be up whatever the situation so you just make sure that you buy a dress that can be altered
0: Mm -hmm. well and and like i say maybe (laughs) maybe i'm just applying way too much guy logic but like you'd think you know again if you were if if you were for the purpose of your wedding, you know, dropping a bunch of weight and you got to that four month out period and the, the tailor told you, well, no, you need to stop losing weight uh, because I'm going to alter this. And then if you lose much more weight beyond that, you're going to not fit in the dress anymore. Like, again, to, to a guy, there's just got to be a dress out there with like a ratchet strap. That just, you know, as you continue to lose weight, you just kind of crank, you know, do two more cranks on that thing and you're
1: good. I mean, I'm sure there's dresses out there like that. Like, not
0: with an obvious ratchet strap. You make it white. I'm pretty sure it's not a ratchet strap. You you cover it with rhinestones. You make it look like part of the dress. It's
1: perfect. There are some you can use belts for Mm -hmm. to kind of do that, but... I don't, I don't think that's going to be a good wedding dress. But, like, oh. No con- one should have a ratchet strap on their wedding dress.
0: <laughs> Congratulations, honey. You, you you lost five more pounds. Click, 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 click. No. I, I think we could start a whole business here with just I'm, adjustable wedding dresses.
1: I'm not making a ratchet strap wedding dress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, we've... we've you know, I think that's something that you just kind of have to, it, it's going to be different from person to person, uh, you know, bride to bride, wedding, uh, you know, style of wedding dress to style of wedding dress. So it's just kind of, you know. And
1: I think that, I mean, if you really love the beadwork, I think that's just something that you take as a stipulation going in. You know that's going to be, the, mm. once you purchase oh, that dress, it's it cannot be altered.
0: Speaking of which, what were your thoughts on beadwork?
1: I loved it. It can be a little heavy.
0: Yeah, I know. You had you were showing me a beadwork dress, and you like handed it to me, and I, you know, I went to hold it like it's a dainty object, and you are just like, oh my god, it's like ten pounds.
1: I don't know if it was quite ten pounds, but it was heavy. I mean, it probably would have added an those, extra four or five pounds on me.
0: Those beads add up.
1: So it was beautiful, but ultimately, I did not go with that one. One because it was extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. And two, because I didn't want the option of an, a no alteration. Yeah. I'm extremely short. Any dress I buy is gonna to have to be altered. With an entire beadwork dress like that, I don't know how possible that is. Because once I saw the price tag, I said, "Oh, this is very nice. Let's get it off." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, and not to come off as cheap or frugal, but I knew that I did not want to spend X amount on a wedding dress.
0: Well, it's, it's kind of like the conversation we were having on the, the Facebook page. It's, you know, you got to pick what what parts of the wedding you care more about and then which parts of the wedding you're willing to spend more money on. And then anything that isn't that, you're going to, you know, again, you're going to take from those aspects in order to spend more money on the stuff you really want to spend money on.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, I think there's a, a bunch of prioritizing involved with this, mm-hmm. which is good. You know, you just sit down and you figure out what is from most important to least important. Where do all these items fall in? Yeah. But, and for me, the dress, the price range, I wanted it to be a certain price range.
0: Mm-hmm. Because, again, it lets us then spend the money that could have been spent on a dress on things like the venue and the food. Exactly. And the, it you know. lets
1: me rebudget the money that okay i could have spent this on the dress but now i'll just funnel that somewhere else
0: and again that's gonna that's gonna entirely come down to the bride uh well the bride and the groom. i was gonna
1: say i think the groom too because it's it's still their wedding well
0: i'm just thinking the dress specifically but yeah the the wedding as a whole it's going to come down to the bride and groom of you know unless you live in a world where you have unlimited budgets you're going to have a budget and And you you know, in order to plus up one part of the one aspect of the wedding, you have to cut it cut somewhere else uh, to make it balance eventually. and so, uh, yeah, I know you know we we've kind of figured out what was important, and that's what we're spending money on and the stuff that not as important to us, we're spending less money on
1: that. absolutely, and that's something again, that's subjective to each couple. yeah. That's going to be how I, your theme and how you want
0: it. And I'm sure there's somebody out there for whom the the dress is the most important part of the entire wedding, and so maybe they drop
1: oh I'm sure seven
0: thousand dollars on the dress, which again, perfect for them, and in order to pay it pay for that, they you know they find places to cut everywhere else in the wedding, and again, nothing wrong with that if that's if that's your you know, your take on it, if that's your outlook on it, cool.
1: I found in speaking to people that are getting married and even talking about past weddings, there really is no wrong answer.
0: No, it's, it's your wedding.
1: It's, yeah, exactly. It's how you want to tailor fit your day mm-hmm. to you and your loved ones. Yeah. So I think that's super interesting that I've heard some of the stories about, oh, we thought this was super important or we thought this was really fun, so we splurged on it. Mm-hmm. So
0: so then, yeah, get, getting back to the, the dress specifically. So, you know, we've talked about the styles, talked about the costs. We talked a little about where to go for a dress. So I, I know, again, right, right, from, right from the jump, uh, you took a look at David's Bridal. I think they're nationwide, I, I think. Um, or near enough
1: they're a chain they're definitely yeah. a chain and you can order their stuff online right yeah. through the website
0: and so there are a lot of bridal boutiques out there but I remember we had you know when you were talking to me about it I would mentioned that uh, you know to to not get locked into that because the, the downside and, and again this isn't a knock on, on David's Bridal or, or stores like it it's just you know by going with a certain type of establishment you are getting you know advantages and disadvantages from it the advantage of david's bridal is they have a wide selection they have um you know the the kind of logistical capability so if there's a dress at one location that's not near you they can ship it out to you or stuff like that which is which is all great
1: One thing I found about them that I thought was good is they had different brackets. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you wanted to spend a large amount on your wedding dress.
0: So you could search it by price. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, But no, the downside of of, a David's Bridal is it's the same reason, uh, uh, the same downside you're going to have with like a men's warehouse uh, or a Joseph A. Bank is they're retailers. They're always going to try to sell you what they have on the rack. So if you walk in, they're going to say, well, let, let's show you what we have. Uh, because, again, they they purchased all these dresses to have in stock. They want to sell you what's in stock. They're not necessarily, uh, they're, they're at no point are they really going to come up to you and say, well, describe to me your wedding dress, and if we don't have something like that, we'll figure out how to make something like that. And so... Oh, absolutely. No, they're going to say, well, you say you want, you know, a mermaid dress, but also one that looks like it's from the 1920s with, like, the little, whatever, those, sle- like, short sleeve...
1: The lace sleeves.
0: Things. I
1: know what you're talking about. Off the shoulders.
0: Like, let's say that's the dress you wanted. Well, those are two kind of oddly contrasting styles, so there probably isn't a dress... On the rack that looks like that, David's Bridal, or a place like that, is going to say, "Well, we don't have that." Exactly. Uh, they're,
1: what you, they're going to do is they're going to show you they,
0: they, their options. We've got a mermaid dress, or we've got dresses with the lacy shorts. retro style. Yeah.
1: So they're uh, going to take you and they're going to say, "Well, based off what you've described, these are our options."
0: And and you know, depending, and and I think you know, to take this this kind of third option. You really, you have to be going into it having a really solid idea of the dress you want and are just not able to find it. But one thing you can always do is, I'm sure there's a different term for it, but at least in the uh, the parlance of, you know, menswear, get a bespoke wedding dress where you go into a tailor, say, again, I want the mermaid dress with the 80s, what what was the the heart uh, neckline or
1: what were oh you? the
0: sweetheart neckline the sweetheart neckline and the 1920s lacy uh, things again if if that is the dress you want that's the dress you've been picturing in your mind since you were a little girl you know thinking about getting married nothing wrong with it uh, like I'm sure. Most of our female listeners are horrified by the Frankenstein... The Franken-dress that I've just described. But if that's the dress you want, I doubt you're going to find it on the rack anywhere. Because it's a weird combination of styles. You go into a tailor, say, I want this, this, and this. They'll be like, cool, we can make it. Like, you may have to pay for it. Oh, absolutely. But, again, the nice thing for the additional cost of getting like it's the same thing with men's suits the the additional cost that comes with getting it tailor made you know from just bolts of fabric to a suit for you is sometimes uh less than the additional cost of buying it off the rack uh depending on if you're you know what brand of suit you're buying because the nice thing about a bespoke suit is it's, it's not name-brand. You're not paying for a label because there is no label. And that uh,
1: certainly does happen in wedding dresses mm. to get top-line labels or things that are in right now. You're, it's like any other piece of clothing. You're paying for the label. Yeah. And that does become a thing. But with the tailor, you're paying for material... Labor, Service. And, and I don't know if that's cheaper, because like I said, I really didn't well, we wound explore up, the Taylor Yeah, option. we wound up
0: not looking into it. I, I know for men's suits, as long as you're not going to Savile Row or anything like that, you you can get a bespoke suit for not an unreasonable amount of money.
1: And I'm sure there's a market for wedding dress makers mm-hmm. that have, to it's, a certain extent, you are paying for their name. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a, a market out there.
0: I'm sure there is, I don't know, I don't really know women's brands. Uh, Dolce & Gabbana, that's a thing, right?
1: Probably not. Do
0: they make dresses?
1: I, maybe.
0: I know they make sunglasses.
1: I, I don't honestly know.
0: Okay, well let's say them. Uh, I'm sure if they make a wedding dress, I'm sure it's hugely expensive because you're paying for the label. Um, and I'm sure they... Weave the DG into the dress itself to get free advertising off of it, but yeah. So, so, so I, yeah. Unfortunately, to the listeners, that's something we never really looked into. Uh, mainly because, uh, spoiler. Well, it's not really a spoiler. We waited to the end of the episode. Mandy's already got her wedding dress.
1: I do have my dress, and it was. I wasn't even wedding dress shopping, so. It was well, th- th- an interesting this, experience.
0: this is going to be the moment. Mandy's going to tell this story, uh, and I'm sure we're going to lose a bunch of listeners in disgust. Uh, because um, Mandy kind of stumbled ass backwards into uh, finding the perfect wedding dress.
1: I did really stumble into it. but
0: when... well, So you want to tell the story?
1: Well, we... We were downtown, yeah. and I decided on an off chance to stop into Macy's.
0: Well, yeah, because we weren't even down there to, um, to shop. We were down there for our tasting,
1: and we had both our moms with us.
0: Yeah, and we had what, like two hours to get
1: And I was gonna say, basically, needed to kill time. Yeah. So we took the moms over to Macy's, and I believe. One of them had a dress in mind that they wanted to look at that they had seen. Well, well, yeah, we took
0: them up to, we we went up to women, you know, because walk around Macy's, see the Christmas decorations, look at the chocolate shop in the, in the basement, you know, and then we went up to women's wear, because I I think somebody suggested one, either you or I suggested like, well, hey, let's go up and see if thinking the moms could find a, you could look around at dresses for the wedding
1: right i believe one of them had seen a certain one online that they liked so i suggested we go up there and look and see if there was anything comparable or something to that extent and upon entering the women's dress floor i literally turned and there was a wedding dress sale mm-hmm. going on in the corner so i just kind of wandered over there there was one on the mannequin that i liked so i was sort of looking at that and thumbing through the dresses I found a dress that checked off every box of what I was looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I no, yeah, you tried it on. Uh, it looked good.
1: So, uh, yeah, my mom actually pulled it out and was like, this is, this is the dress that you described. Mm-hmm. This has everything. So I decided to go try it on. The moms came into the fitting room with me and, you know.
0: It was very cute.
1: But they did kind of give me a horrified look after I got all put into it. And they're like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to go show Dave.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're not. Uh, I, I mean, I don't put a lot of stock into the can't see the bride before the wedding thing. That, just,
1: for some reason for me, is not one of the superstitions I uphold.
0: Which is weird because you uphold all the other I ones. am
1: very superstitious, so it is weird that that one doesn't matter to me. So hopefully I haven't put a bad juju on us by letting you see me but honestly the day of the wedding you're going to see me for pictures before we even get married Yeah, so so
0: it's you know what what can you do right so Uh, the way
1: we're set up it was kind of unavoidable and I wanted your take on it so I sort of grabbed it and hunched it up and came out to where you were and it fit almost perfectly off the rack there are going to be some alterations like mm -hmm. I said I'm very short so it's going to have to be taken up but it didn't have the entire back that I was looking for because it is a strapless, mm-hmm. but it does come higher up. Well, yeah, it I was going me...
0: to say, did you want to kind of give a description of it or save that as a surprise? I'll for... give kind of
1: a basic one. It's, it did end up being strapless, which is something that I didn't think I was looking for, but I ended up just really loving this particular dress. It's lace, it's high-waisted, and it's not white-white. Mm-hmm. It's ivory. And it just fit really well off the rack aside from the length. So I loved it. It was on a remarkable sale. So it fell well within my price range. And
0: again, our, our listeners who are uh, brides-to-be themselves are... Or- probably shouting at the uh the the their phones or their radios and in, in anger right now
1: in all honesty it just was one of those circumstances that I just really walked right into
0: yeah no well no you stumbled into that like no you you weren't even facing front when it happened
1: if you would have told me that morning that I was gonna buy my wedding dress I would have told you you were absolutely nuts what? I was still in sort of the research stage of do I want to go this route do I want to go this route
0: well, I know the, to me, the funniest part was, yeah, you, you know, you found it, you tried it on, you looked great in it, uh, you decided you wanted it to be your wedding dress, um, and, uh, so, you know, the, you changed out of it, and, and you and your mom and my mom were so, like, wrapped up in, in being excited of, like, really having just, like, <laughs> again, stumbled into the perfect wedding dress, uh, that you're like, oh, yeah, that you're all three of you are like, yeah, let's buy it. And I looked at the three of you like you were crazy. And I'm like, no. And you're like, no, no, it's a really good deal. And I'm like, I'm not talking about the price. I'm talking about the fact that we have to go from here to the Congress to have our tasting. And if you buy this thing, like, good for you, but I'm going to be the one who has to carry it the whole day. We had planned
1: to go to the Kringle Mart later that day. Yeah,
0: I was not going to carry that. From what? Uh from uh state and Washington all the way to the Congress back up to State and Washington to go to the Kringle Mart, around the Kringle Mart, and then from you know the the, the uh, Daily Center to LaSalle Street Station. I was not gonna do
1: that. I think at one point you were like, I'm not gonna be the guy that ruins that dress. No, oh,
0: yeah, because I mean not just the having to lug that dress around. But also, like, if I let that, that, the bag drag on the ground for a minute, or if I, you know, trip, like, that's on me. And I'm like, no, we're not going to do I
1: don't that. even think it would have been me that called you out. It would have been one of the moms.
0: <laughs> so, fortunately, the, the lady there at Macy's was, uh, was very accommodating, and they were able to... They, they were able to, like, hold it for 24 hours or 48 hours or something like that. She did.
1: She put a hold on the dress for me, and then we ended up going back and getting it later that day. Yeah, we,
0: we picked it up after we were done at the Kringle Mart and then really just had to carry it then from there to the train station. Which,
1: props to my mom. I have to give her her due on this. She wanted to surprise me with buying my wedding dress, mm. which was unbeknownst to me at the time because we... We're planning on setting a future date to go look at wedding dresses, and so, at the very last minute, she, you know, stepped in and said, "No, I'm buying this for you because I had planned on buying your wedding dress." Aww. So, it was a very nice surprise from my mom—a nice present.
0: It's very nice, but uh, so yeah, that's that's the story of Mandy's wedding dress and. Yeah, if you're if you're a bride to be out there who's who's struggling with uh, finding the right dress, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I I don't know if, at least from our direct experience, if we can give you much advice.
1: Well, all I can say is that I certainly hope there's no one out there struggling with their wedding dress. If there are, then you know, just calm down, take a minute, look at a bunch of different options, have your girls over for a, an idea party mm-hmm. and I mean obviously I hope that everyone's wedding dress experience went smooth <laughs> no problems because you know I hate to see anyone struggle with oh yeah well and
0: and again if you know for what it's worth I I, I think there's a degree to which it's, it's like any aspect of planning your wedding or really planning anything decide in your mind Try to get, as best as you can, a picture of what you want. And and from there, we live in the 21st century. Uh, if you know what you want, you can find it. Because it exists out there. And if it doesn't exist, there's somebody out there who will make it exist for you. So, like, it seems like the the, the biggest hurdle with a lot of the... Not just the dress, but most of the other aspects of wedding planning that we've been doing is just figuring out what it is we want. And once we do that, like, okay, we've decided we want X. Oh, well, there's 15 different vendors who provide X. Right. Uh, they, they provide X, they do not provide Y. So if you wanted Y, you got to go to 15 different people. But- I think
1: there's an entire process involved in it to where we individually decide what we would want and then have to come together as a couple and merge those ideas. And sometimes we're on the exact same page.
0: But but again, really, no matter what it's been so far, once we figure it out, like again what that merged either that yeah, we're on the same page or what that merged version is, that's that's the hurdle. Because right. you're not gonna have trouble finding somebody who can accommodate that. The the internet has Has made sure of that.
1: Well, like I said, I think... I was saying sometimes we agreed right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So it was very easy. There were other things that you wanted a certain way, I wanted a certain way, and then we have to sort of birth a new concept out of that, pulling in.
0: It's almost like it's good practice for being married to each other.
1: It is a good compromise exercise.
0: I mean, because, again, we're going to have to be doing a lot of that. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean... From the peanut gallery here for wedding dresses, and again for uh, all other aspects of the wedding. I, I, the, the best advice I could give is take the time, sit down, figure out what you want, and then go find it rather than walking around. And again, this is terrible because, uh, you know, this is the opposite of what happened. Rather than walking around hoping the universe will just provide you the perfect dress, which is kind of what happened, but again, you had already pretty much decided what you wanted.
1: I wasn't looking, but I knew the general category in yeah. which I was looking for. Uh,
0: and and again, if you do that, like it, uh, having knowledge of what it is you want specific in you know in your pocket, yeah, finding it's the easy part you know google search amazon right you 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 can find it uh so uh, mandy any last thoughts on uh the the wedding dress experience
1: i think i've about covered it um if you'd like to share your stories with us as always i'd love to hear them
0: yeah come on out uh join us on the facebook group uh just uh search in facebook let's plan a wedding uh, i also include the the link to the facebook group in the show notes of every episode Uh, if you're not a Facebook user, uh, feel free to email us at let's plan a wedding pod pod at gmail.com. All one word, no apostrophe in, in let's, uh, if you are enjoying the wedding podcast and also uh really interested in economics i do a separate podcast uh about economics called okay let me tell you why you're wrong you can find it on itunes soundcloud uh we we are trying to uh we've applied to get on to get this podcast onto spotify uh but apparently they're Uh, pretty rigorous about what they allow on so we'll if if they accept our application we'll uh we'll advertise that out on the podcast uh other than that uh hope you've enjoyed listening Uh, i've been dave and i'm mandy and this has been let's plan a wedding